You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, welcome back to the Church Life Podcast, and Merry Christmas. So it's Monday, and Christmas is Wednesday. We're almost there, and I'm I'm very excited. I hope that everybody uh, will be making plans to join us tomorrow night for our Christmas Eve service. In fact, uh, it's not too late to invite your neighborhood, your coworkers, and friends. Uh, so I can't wait to see you at our Christmas Eve service tomorrow evening as we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, our Advent devotions are going well as we move through Luke's Gospel and study the story of Christ's birth. Uh, today we're blessed to have my friend Sonny Massengale. Hey Sonny. Good afternoon, Ben. Hey man, I'm so glad I'm so glad that you're with me. So Sonny, you're gonna be sharing our, our devotion today to encourage our church family as we get launched. I just want to take a minute to thank you. Man, you're so faithful in the church. You and Paula are a real gift. You, you guys are a blessing from everything from you know hospitality and worship ministry and media. You guys have used your leadership gifts on committees and teams and and you and you guys run a, do a great job in your Sunday school group so thank you for being a good shepherd at Carterville I appreciate it well thank you Ben yeah you bet and thanks thanks for blessing us today with our devotion well one of my most precious memories as a child was Christmas at my grandmother's house Ben my grandmother was a godly woman and she insisted that every every Christmas before we open presents, so we do several things, but one of them was to read the Christmas story from Luke, yep. chapter one, verses one, chapter two, verses one through twenty. And I'll bet you that's happening in a lot of Carterville homes tonight and I, tomorrow night and Wednesday morning. I, I, I sure like that happening too. Yep. And and we focus on that in in that particular situation in my grandmother's house. The my grandmother would would choose one of the grandchildren to read that passage of scripture once we got old enough. Sure. Now, I want you to know, Ben, how, how important I was. I was the first person, the first child to ever read the Christmas story at my grandmother's oh, house. That's awesome. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was the oldest. Right, sure. N- <laughs> nothing sure. to do with that. But uh, that passage of scripture to me just just really pricks my heart. It, I rejoice, I smile, I, yeah. I praise God every time I read it. But but what I would like to talk to you about is the story after the story. All right. And that picks up in Luke chapter 2 and begins with verse 21 through 24. I'd like to read it for us, if you don't mind. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. It took me a while to catch what's really happening here. We move, we move from a young Mary and Joseph who have now had a baby, had the, the, the child of God in their hands to, to something that's kind of perfunctory toward, uh, for, for religious 
Well, religious ritual. Yeah. This, these are these are religious rituals, but 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 they're more than that to this couple, and I see more than that than than I could have possibly imagined. I see that these verses verses demonstrate the desire of this young couple who are now parents to lovingly lead their child to honor his father by their actions because they are honoring his father and their father. Mary and Joseph, I believe, were faithful even before either of the angels spoke to either one of them. I have a feeling they were very committed to God and very lovingly cared for the things that he cared for, even as as young teenagers. Well, that's a tribute to their parents. I believe their parents were committed to God. And you look at the young Joseph and the young Mary, they too were wise beyond their years and experienced things that might have been a little bit early for a lot of teenagers. So that's a tribute to them and the way they were raised. So they are just continuing this sequence, I believe. They are doing the things that good parents, godly parents who care about their children, whether the children understand or not what's going on, they're doing things that will honor God and then in turn bless their children. The first thing you notice in this passage of Scripture is that this all happened at the end of day, end of eight days. Now, there was nothing coincidental about that. That was the prescribed amount of time that, that God intended for the son or a child to be brought to be brought to the temple for various things to happen. Uh, they were following him at that point. The first, the first thing beyond that is circumcision. Now, circumcision goes way back. Back when Abram, who became Abraham, had a covenant made between him and God. And this was an example of the covenant of God. It was an everlasting covenant. God promised that. So circumcision is something that they had done for the baby Jesus because this is what God wanted to demonstrate that his his commitment, his promise to Abraham was still active for all boys. They named this child Jesus. Well, now, why did they name him Jesus? Well, the angel told Joseph to name them Jesus. That's when Joseph, Joseph had his encounter in a dream, and, and the... Uh, the angel came to him and said, "Hey, look, you're gonna. This baby's gonna happen. Uh, you got to stick with Mary. You're thinking about putting her away privately and divorcing her." And and the angel emphatically says, "You are not to do this. And you'll call his name Jesus." Now, Jesus is a pretty cool name because if you were reading it in the Old Testament, it would be Joshua. Yeah. In both situations, it refers to a savior. It refers to someone who saved their people. For Joshua, it was military battles. For Jesus, it was much more eternal and much more significant than military battles. Then there were purification rites that were required. These are in Leviticus and involved a a new mother honoring God. And Mary willingly did the things necessary to make herself pure before God. The next thing we see in this passage of Scripture is the firstborn male being dedicated to God. He is, he is God's possession. You know, it's kind of strange that the Son of God would be dedicated to God by 
by people who were following him, who were who were his children too. Sure. So an unusual situation there, but they did. This priest or or whoever was doing the presentation presented this child, pro- and and absolutely not knowing what he was That's doing, right. had no way to know That's right. yeah. what was going to happen. Presented this child to to God and and dedicated him to them. Uh, the last thing they did was offer sacrifice. Now, the options for the sacrifice demonstrated that Mary and Joseph were were very poor. That's right. They they offered the the poorer persons sacrifice sacrifices and and, and they was was turtle doves or uh, pigeons either either one of those mm-hmm. very uh, inexpensive. You know, I wonder had it happened after the wise men came if they would have taken <laughs> taken that and and had to do a more a more elaborate gift or Ab- sacrifice to God. Absolutely, they would. That's a good indication that the wise men hadn't made it yet. Hadn't made it yet, but but. Uh, the but the fact that, that that they they did do that and they did do that with all their heart as a sacrifice to God for thanking him praising him uh, for whatever reasons in their heart that they offered this sacrifice Mary and Joseph had no way of knowing that Jesus would become the ultimate sacrifice that their son Mary's flesh and blood the the son of Joseph a human being would become a sacrifice that would affect all eternity. I mean, n- there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing more amazing than what those parents did for this child. And I perceive, as Jesus learned a little bit about carpentry, as he grew in, in faith and then honor in the presence of God, we know a little bit of things about that, but the one thing is for sure, they did a great job parenting simply because they followed the admonitions of God. You know, the, there are going to be a lot of hectic activities over the next few days, and I just want to ask all you parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles to consider Mary and Joseph and Jesus in this after-the-story story. story. Hmm. Sonny, thanks for, thanks for digging into the passage so well. So I love the little scene they're probably the first visit Jesus ever made to the temple. And right in the middle of this sacrifice is the sacrifice that's going to save all the world. You know, hey. I love it, man. Hey, thanks for sharing with us. That's a blessing. Church family, I hope as you think about this passage and meditate on it throughout the day, that you'll be faithful as you serve the Lord and that you will appreciate the richness of this Christmas story. So Merry Christmas, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow night at our Christmas Eve service.